Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 23 of the Caribbean Cricket Podcast. We're here for the final CPL preview and we're looking at the Barbados Trident today. Joining me today, my co-host Mash. Mash, how's it going? Santoki. I'll work. <laughs> I'll work old. People wouldn't even understand. We, we, we're just out here delivering podcasts every single hour of the day. I hope you lot are appreciating this. This is going to be our last one for about two days. <laughs> but this is the last in the series, uh, the CPL preview series, six days out from the tournament. We're recording this on the 12th, Wednesday, the 12th of August. And we're going to be looking at Barbados Tridents. But we've got a, we've got a welcome guest back with us, Santelki. Yeah, yeah. She was so good in the Trimbago preview. We've got her back on again. So please welcome Taz Neem back to the show. Taz. How are you doing? I'm good, guys. I'm excited to talk about yet another team. But you know what? I have um, a slight beef with you. You didn't ask me to do Guyana, and you guys know how I feel about Guyana. Santoki wanted that one all to himself. <laughs> I can't even say anything about that one. Yeah, that, the, talking about Guyana Amazon Warriors was a traumatic experience for me, so I didn't want to bring <laughs> anyone else in, in for that as well. But, um, yeah, speaking of... Speaking of Guyana, um, a match I think Guyanese people all around the world have erased from our collective memory was last year in the CPR finals when the Warriors lost to Barbados Tridents. Um, unexpected victory. So Barbados Tridents are the defending champions and we're going to dissect their team for this year. But I guess the first thing we need to talk about, Taz and Mash, is why aren't the Barbados Tridents talked of as favourites this year? Do you want me to go first on that, Taz, or do you want to take that? Yeah, you could go ahead. Uh, I'm going to say just a little piece and I'm going to hand over to Taz. I genuinely, looking at their squad for this year, I don't rate Barbados as high as everyone else, or not say as everyone else. My guy. I'm not convinced this squad is as good as people think. And I think 
Well, people have to remember, a lot of the team has stayed from... So we know that Guyana and Trinidad have basically kept the same side. After those two, Barbados have kept the core of their side, or certainly the Bayesian core of their side as well. And when I look at this team, I'm going to go to you now, Taz. I see what I call, in terms in T20, I'm not about test cricket or anything like that. In, T, in the T20 context, I see a lot of middling players. Yeah. And then a few T20 goals, a few, maybe one T20 goals. We all know who I'm talking about. Um, I don't, I'm not convinced it's as good. They won last year because they hit form at the right time, not because they're necessarily a gun T20 side, Taz. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I think um, they... Guyana were probably maxed out from their ridiculous number of wins and their difficulty of making it across the finish line of the final anyway. I think you're absolutely right. The other thing that I'd add is I don't see a team. I see a squad of a lot of decent players, but I think it's a lot harder to visualize it as a cohesive unit or see how they all fit together. Um, and that's not true of, of, of TKR or Guyana. Those guys make sense. I can see 11 or 13 boys where I think, right, this is a team that can go out and win things. I find that a lot harder with, with, with uh, Barbados. Good players in here. Um, I wouldn't necessarily, I, I'd agree with you 100%, Mash. I don't see that many goats. Um, I see guys that have had really good T20 form at times, um, but that's pretty much it. I just, I just, I can't glaze my eyes over this squad and automatically pick 11 and say, yep, these guys are going to go out and they're going to win things, even though they do have a lot of good players. Mm. So with that, Mash, do you want to run through the current squad for the Barbados Trident? Yeah, so... As with all the other teams, it's important first and foremost to, to state who couldn't make it after originally being in the squad. So they, they've lost Alex Hales and, um, is it Harry Gurney? Is that his first name? can't remember. Yeah. It is, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they've lost uh, Stoinis um, and Wahab and uh, Garbaz as well. So they lost five players in fairness. And when I look at that team, Alex Hales and Stoinis, in, in fact, Gurney was in the top five bowlers last year. So those are big players, in fairness, that they've lost in terms of yeah. these players. Now, their squad for this year um, is Rashid Khan, Jason Holder, captain, Corey Anderson, Shamar Brooks, Mitchell Satner, or Santner, even, Johnson Charles, Shea Hope, Hayden Walsh Jr., Ashley Nurse, Jonathan Carter, Ramon Reefer, Carl Mayers, the emerging players, Joshua Bishop and Naeem Young, Justin Greaves, Keon Hardin, and Cheyenne Jahangir. I may have pronounced that incorrectly. That's a No, you didn't. You got it. Good, good. So looking at that squad, Taz, what would you say is the strength in it? Um, I think that's a hard question because, because I think MASH just really highlighted a lot. Some of the guys that they've lost are big, big, big players. Vahab Riaz, I think, is a massive loss. Um, I think Stoinis is a big loss as well. Um, I think it's difficult to, to pick out a team. I know what people would find the big players in, in this side to be. Um, Hayden Walsh had, had a killer year last year, and it was really good to see that from him. Um, you know, obviously, being an ex-associate West Indian player, I'm, I'm a big fan. Um, then you've got Ashley Nurse, who's had historical success. Rasha Khan, who's taken wickets all over the world. Jason Holder, who's maybe not necessarily what I would think of as a T20 player, but he's definitely a very effective captain, um, especially with, um, with the coach that he's under. They've always worked well together. Um, I think Johnson Charles has a lot of valuable experience. 
I know people are going to rate Corey Anderson because of things that he did 10 years ago. Um, I last saw him do them 10 years ago. Since then, I've just seen him have injury, try and come back, get another injury, try and come back and play some IPLs or host some IPL, like, well, host some some India, New Zealand series since then. Um, people are probably going to talk about Mitchell Santner. I think if Mitchell Santner is ever going to be an effective spinner, it's probably going to be on these pitches for, for various reasons that we've discussed. I don't rate him. His, um, his domestic best and his international best is a threefer. And I don't think your actual spinner, if, if your best is a threefer on turning pitches. So for me, it's really hard to pick out who I think um, is probably going to be effective. But I think Johnson Charles is going to do well. I think Hayden Walsh is going to do well. I would love to see Justin Greaves do well. I would love to. I um, spent a decent amount of time with the West Indies B-side a few years ago. And I was really impressed by Justin Greaves. But, but that's not happened since then. I think that was about three years ago now. Um, oh, I, I forgot to mention Shy Hope, who is, you know, a big player, um, but also can, can, you know, play in both columns. He can be good and he can be a little bit disappointing to watch. I'm going to mention Raymond Reefer just because he's um, a Frinton player. So him and I have played in the same, uh, in the same team. We've shared a dressing room. So that's all fantastic. But I think probably the, the standout there is, is a Rashid Khan, a Jason Holder, an Ashley Nurse. And, and I think it was much harder to pick the standout players for a team like TKR, who, who had a lot more talent to choose from. But there are, more young, there are younger guys here. There are more domestic talents here. And that's always good to see. So I hope they come good. Definitely. So, Mash, looking at this lineup, you've got Santnar, Rashid Khan, Hayden Walsh Jr., Ashley Nurse. Is spin going to be key for the Tridents to prevail in this tournament? Well, they've certainly got a lot of they've certainly got a lot of bowling options. Um, Ashley Nurse may well find after having a good tournament last year, um, not unless he didn't take a lot of wickets, but his economy was great. He surprised me last year in fairness because I've I'd written Ashley Nurse off. But he had a good tournament. He may not even get in this side um, because once you've got, I know um, Taz has said she doesn't rate uh, Satin as much, but the reality is he's going to start and. Yeah. Rashid and him will start. You can't drop Hayden Wolf Jr. as a top wicket taker last year. So that's already three spinners who you have to assume will definitely start. And Rashid and, uh, and Mitch add with the bat as well, coming in like an eight or nine or seven or eight or whatever it is they might do. As does Ashley Nurse, but I just don't think you get him in the team. And if you do, you're going to have to drop probably an extra batsman. Um, so in fairness, Santoki, I would say they have plenty of bowling options. And even, mm. the, even with um, the, 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 the pacers, you obviously got Jason who bowled in the power play uh, last year and was actually pretty effective. Um, they may go to Keon Hardin, who's had a great domestic season with Barbados, uh, travelled with the West Indies team in the reserve squad. As Taz says, Ramon Reefer is a solid, dependable pro. He was in the team last year. You have to assume again that he gets in the team. So they've got loads and loads of bowling options to go to, uh, to, to to choose from to be honest bowling's not really the issue and if, if, if i'm barbados what i'm basically doing is i'm looking at the fact that Rashid khan's the gun and i'm saying right we have to build a team which maximizes everything for rashid now whatever that means i'm just saying that their game plan has to fit to suit him and then they go from there I think uh, that's ultimately how they build their team. But my concern when I look at it is I actually don't believe, and I can't believe I'm saying this about a team that won last year, but I don't think their batting's explosive enough. 
Mm. Um, I see, I see. Obviously, Johnson Charles at the top, but and he was. Uh, I think it might have been the second or third highest run scorer last year. But after Johnson Charles, I'm not seeing. You know how like other teams like so Jamaica have like a uh, Dre Russ, a Rodman, Powell, a Chadwick, Walton, a Asif mm. Ali. Um, the, we don't Trimbago have Narine, Munro, um, Simmons. It's, when you look at other teams and you're like, yeah, they're going to go off at the top. Yeah. Charles, I'm not really seeing that. Mm. I think um, similar to what Taz said about Corey Anderson, Johnson Charles is a player for me, hasn't performed exceptionally well on a consistent basis since 2013, 2014. So I think having him as your gun batsman as an opener as well, I think that's a risky uh, option to go with because I don't think he's going to consistently perform throughout this tournament. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, sorry, go on. I, I think that probably... Yeah, no, I think that... It's, so this is the problem with this, this squad, exactly. It's really hard to pick out the team because of that. I, I agree with Mash that Johnson Charles is probably the gun batsman. Corey Anderson, there's a big question mark around him because, of course, he was he was the man to break Shai Duffery, these long-held... Um, <laughs> record but what has he done since then and what is he capable of doing now i don't know if it's a whole lot in all honesty looking at this side rashid khan is who is standing out as a batsman to me and that Mm. shouldn't be the case he is a bowling all-rounder that adds serious value with the bat but he should not be one of the first names that sticks out to you in a squad in terms of being a batsman um jason holder is a difficult one because i very much think this is not his format he has, at times, I think, overperformed his t- um, in, in comparison to his T20 capacities. But his value is as a skipper and as a bowler anyway. But it's really, really, really difficult. There's a lot of all-rounders here. But how many of them can you legitimately structure a top-order batting lineup with? Not sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, that, that's my issue. That You've hit the nail on the head, Taz. It's a, it's a team packed of... They're not bits and pieces critters because that on yeah. their ability, but in the context yeah. of T Twenty, it's a it's a kind of a bits and pieces approach of you can bat a bit, you can bowl a bit. But I'm not. Yeah. Again, they won last year, so how can I criticise? But that was because of mm. form at the right time. That wasn't because their team was necessarily made up correctly. Yeah, from my perspective, they've almost got too many bowling options not enough gun batsmen, and then too many batsmen who could play the anchor role. So Holder, Jonathan Carter, Shai Hope, Shamar Brooks, all could play the anchor role to a great effect. Yeah. But where are you going to... If you're needing 50, 60 runs in the last five overs, who's going to deliver where that? Where is your impetus? Yeah. And, that's, and that's where Taz is right. You, you ask that question, Santelkin, the person that comes to my head is Rashid Khan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that shouldn't be the... Yeah. Or Hayden Walsh. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and the other guy I thought of is Hayden Walsh Jr. And, um, and again, no disrespect to either of these men's talents because they've definitely got them. But that's not how you structure a batting lineup. A lot of all-rounders here that aren't necessarily doing enough with either, either aspect of the game um, for it to make a whole lot of sense. Mitchell Satner is a... Is a I don't, I don't know whether to call him a bowling all-rounder or a batting all-rounder, but he's an all-rounder anyway. And I just don't know where he's going to deliver that value with Corey Anderson. Corey Anderson's an all-rounder. He's a left-arm um, pacer. And I think he has taken, in his T20 international career, he's taken a wicket every other game, mm. you know? Um, 
and again, no disrespect to, to these guys, but I don't know how you structure a winning team around that. And for me, it's going to make it really, really hard for them to compete with some of the other sides. What I am happy to see is a lot of young domestic talent um, yeah. or not necessarily young, but, but guys who have not received as much um, international match time as maybe their um, peers in other countries have or would have. Exactly. So, Mash, before we get into the predictions then for our 11, for the Barbados Tridents, I think Taz is trying to... I mean, with Trimbago, I predicted Narine to be the top wicket-taker and the top run-scorer. I think Taz is almost trying to convince me to do the same thing for Rashid Khan here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, do you know what? There's, okay, I'm going to quickly talk on this. There's one player in their squad who I am I think will actually be the uh, the breakout star. There's there's a, a young lad called say young is 24 25 Carl Mayers um mm. had, had an outstanding domestic season both in list day and first class cricket. He's a genuine all-rounder as well. This is this is his chance in T20 cricket to really put his name on the map. So I would just encourage everyone who may not have seen this guy. He was playing some uh, league cricket last year in England as well. I would certainly encourage everyone to scout for him. I'm expecting him to be one of the guys who breaks up the kind of anchor kind of batsman and is given the role of go no, go go in and go tee off. Um, mm-hmm. So we have some some uh, guy by the name of Carl Mayers. But um, just before I answer those questions about top run score and everything like that, it is worth just pointing out though um, against those listening. Just to remind everyone, so the team that won last year. Um, this was their. This was the the team that won the final last year. Uh, Johnson Charles um, Hales Salt, who flew in for the day. Yep. I think he was to replace Dumini, but I could be wrong. Um, Hope Shakib, Holder Carter, Nurse Reefer, Walsh Gurney. So that's why I'm saying actually the team that won last year, the main core of them, like six, seven of them, are still there. So. You, you have to assume that that six, seven are pretty much going to play and they're only really filling in four gaps after that. But again, just reiterating what Taz says, even though they're defending champs, that doesn't mean those four gaps they're filling in makes up a constant mm. batting order. Mm. Can I just say that, that Barbados had two really difficult years where they finished, I think, fifth and sixth, or maybe three years where they were fifth and sixth. Um, and, and what was that, 20, 2018, 2017, 2016, maybe. That was still mostly the same team that won it in 2019. So it can go, you know, either way. When you don't have a Harry Gurney, when you don't have Alex Hales performing after an entire season of failing to perform on the slower pitches, it can go either way. You can end up sick or you can somehow win a tournament, especially when you've got those gaps. Mm, definitely. So, guys, all right, so... Let's predict then. Who do we think is going to get the most runs for the side and who's going to get the most wickets? Taz. So wicket taker for me, it's got to be Hayden Walsh Jr. Because in the time that I've known this man, I've never seen him take a day off. And he has been training for this the entire off season. Um, and we, we've talked about spinners coming in. Um, and, uh, you know, he's got the drive. He's got the talent. He's got the fitness. So I'm going to go with Hayden Walsh because he did great last year too. Um, would love to see it. In terms of top run scorer, every part of my body wants to say Justin Greaves 
because I picked him as talent like a good four years ago um, and I'd really love to see it happen. But I think that experience that Jonathan Charles, I, I know what you're saying, Santoki, and you're absolutely right about consistency. Jonathan Charles had a good year last year. He's got the experience and I think he might also have the ability to see himself as a, a leader or a batting leader in this group um, and take some charge. Mash? I'm going to be obvious. Wicket taker Rashid Khan. Um, I'm not convinced Hayden gets 22 wickets this time round. I think he might get found out a bit. That doesn't mean he'll have a bad tournament. I just think he won't be as uh, effective as he was last year. Uh, so Rashid Khan, uh, top wicket taker, run scorer, shy hope. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think the, the freedom of not having test pressure on his shoulders makes him perform in this competition. Yeah, Mash, you, that was exactly my pick. I was going to go Rashid Khan and Shai Hope. As same reason you said, I just think the pressure's taken off him. Opening, I think he'll just accumulate runs. He might not necessarily have a massive strike rate, but he'll be able to accumulate runs throughout the tournament. Um, so, Mash, do we want to start and go ahead trying to predict this team? So, what I've got... Uh, literally, the top six could be anything. Charles opening with hope. I think that's gonna. Yeah. That's what they're gonna have to do. Yeah, um, definitely. Three. I'd like to see Carl Mayers come in early at three. So Carl Mayers. I'm with Taz. I want to see Justin Greaves in there as well. But I think position four is going to be between Greaves and maybe Jonathan Carter. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, technically, do you know what? Controversial. Put Jason Holder up the order. <laughs> Tell him yeah, to bat not? in the top. Tell him to bat in the top five. He's got to be. What's the point in him coming down much lower? Um, so, the th- again, with a lot of these teams, as Taz said in the last pod uh, she was on, it's, if you play your situations right, it doesn't really matter where you're putting anybody. It's all situational mm, yeah. here. But, so, what's I saying? So, uh, Mayer's three, Greaves and Carter battling out for four, Holder and Anderson battling out for five and six. <sighs> Reefer must play. Khan, yep. Atner, Hayden Walsh, that leaves one spot. So who do you pick as the pacer? Would you go for Keon Hardin? Yes, Keon Hardin, yeah. Because he's like, never he's never played a T twenty in his life. But you need another pacer in there. Because mm. um, otherwise you're stuck with Anderson, Holder and Reefer. Again, well Holder is a pacer, obviously. Uh, Taz, is Anders do you class Anderson as a bowler? As a really um, So he's he's always referred to as an all rounder. Like I said, T Twenty internationals, he's played what like thirty one and taken fourteen wickets. And I am Pakistani, so I think that my dad takes more wickets than that. So <laughs> me, I'm not even joking. I am not even joking. I, my dad played a, a, a dads v lads match um, in Essex one time. The man just turns over his. He's seventy two years old. God bless him. And I saw him take Ryan Tendiscotta's wicket. Yeah, so. I think, uh, I think I saw your nah. dad's name on the reserve list for the Jamaica. That's, that's what I'm saying. So, <laughs> so actually, he could be in a playing eleven. <laughs> no, but but in all seriousness, um, for me, no. But but like we said about this squad, you got a lot of guys who can bowl an over, bowl two overs. I don't think that he is somebody that I would structure a bowling um, a bowling attack around. Wahab and Harry Gurney, massive losses for bowling. Yeah, yeah, massive well, losses. Hundred percent, and stay on. Shayan Jangir, who is someone that we have not mentioned yet, is in there as a bowler. He's a Pakistani domestic cricketer. He must have the world's best agent because he has taken one career wicket, one wicket in his career. Um, in about, I think, eight 
eight or nine matches, which are a mix of first class and list A. So I, I don't, I don't understand. Um, but that doesn't mean that somebody has not seen him more recently and decided that, that he could do it, you know? So. Mm. Based on so that Santelki, I'm saying Keon Hardin has to play. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Yeah, because I guess you've got to get your first sense of T Tony action at some point, and now's the ideal opportunity. And he is obviously a talented player. Um, so yeah, he'll come in as the pacer. So I think we're pretty much agreed on that eleven. Taz, was there anyone who you think should we should bring in for the Barbados Tridents? I think it's strange to not play Ashley Nurse, but you guys have mm-hmm. said it. When you've got Rashid Khan, Hayden Walsh, and Mitchell Santner. Um, how are you going to fit Nurse? I, I, I honestly would pick Nurse over Mitchell Santner, but the reality is you're not flying somebody all the way from Kiwiistan to, to not play. Yeah. Exactly. Um, Mash, just a final question. In terms of the emerging stars, they've got Naeem Young and Joshua Bishop. Anyone in particular you'd go for who you'd put in, a, in that emerging slot? I think Naeem Young stood out in the Under-19 World Cup. Everyone knows his name. Yeah. Uh, he's another all-rounder. <laughs> so um and like like I say, I actually I, I think it's brilliant that CPL have said that emerging players have to play five games between them. So he'll get his chance. I don't know who for, maybe he'll replace a Corey. Who knows? I lots of these teams are gonna have to work out how they get their emerging players in, but I'm excited yeah. to see them get their chance. I don't know who Naeem Young would replace in that when mm-hmm. so many all rounders who are established at international level. Not necessarily 2020 level, international level. I don't know how you replace... Mitchell Santner, for me. It's become a running joke with me and my Kiwi boyfriend about my feelings about Mitchell Santner. But, but he really is the one, because look at your, look at your all-rounders here. You've got Rashid Khan, who, who has crazy impetus as a batsman. And historically at the CPL, he has just done ridiculous things. You've got Hayden Walsh, who... A, he's, he's a frontline West Indies player at this stage um, in this format. And he had a great season last year. So those are your two main all-rounders. And then Mitchell Santner is your third. So, so if you're trying to fit in an emerging player all-rounder, it's got to be Santner. It's got to be Santner. And this is a big leap to, to go from Kiwi pitches to being able to successfully play um, in the West, in, in Trinidad. Um, it's a big leap and it's not easy. Um, I spoke to Alex Hales last year, right before he flew out. And he said the thing that he was most excited about doing was learning to play on those pitches. And it took him the entire CPL to be able to learn how to do that. And, and I think the pre-existing talent with an Alex Hales is, is different to Mitchell Santner's ceiling. Mm. Okay, guys. So to wrap up the show then, I guess... Rather than asking where you think Barbados are going to finish, I'm going to ask you, do you think Barbados can repeat last year's performance and win the CPL this year? Taz? Not even a little bit. I have a lot of respect for their coach. Um, I don't understand what he's done here. Um, But I presume Phil Simmons knows what he's doing slightly better than I do. (laughs) But no, I don't. Taz, it's not Phil. It's not Phil. Do they have a different coach this year? Yeah, it's a different coach. Andrew, Andrew Richardson. Uh, a Jamaican who also coaches the Umadals. So that's a new, that is a different factor to take on board here. It's a different culture. So that's amazing. So I don't even have to insult uh, Uncle Phil to, to, <laughs> to talk about how I think this team's not going to do great. No, I don't think. I think last year it was, it was doing well in the right game mm. that, that gave them the drive for the final. 
Um, I don't think that's going to happen this year. And and the, the, the names that they have lost are a big factor in that. And the fact that this team is hard to fit together, I think it's going to be like a 2017 year for them where they finish fifth or sixth, in all honesty. Mash? Yeah, I think they're battling it out with um, St. Lucia to see yeah. who's, who's going to come. Is this, is yeah. it fifth or fourth? Given, remember, because I'm already throwing Jamaica in the top three. So, oh, yeah. Forgot, <laughs> Forgot you've been on the run. Um, yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> I agree. I think um, they're not going to be able to repeat it just because they're missing the big names. And I think Trin- Trinbago and Guyana are just looking so strong this year. So, um, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Stranger things have happened. So, look forward to seeing that when CPL kicks off next week. All right, Taz, Mash, it's been a pleasure once again. And that's our final... CPL team preview for you guys so the next time you hear a pod CPL would have started and we'll be talking about the action so thanks for joining us guys and everyone take care thanks fellas Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.